The senior pastor of This Rock International Ministries, Apostle Nathaniel Leon. I want to welcome you from all of our different platforms, wherever you're joining us in, uh, joining with us in from around the world. We pray grace and peace to you in the name of the Lord. We thank you for joining us on our Freedom Global prophetic podcast. We're praying that the word of the Lord would minister to you in a great, great way and that we would be transformed by the power of his word. I'm going to give you just a minute if you're joining in to let us know where you're joining from. Bless you, Sister Sister Lisa. Pray the, the grace and blessing of the Lord over you, over your family. Uh, let us know where you're joining from so we can welcome you, but also I'm going to ask you as I'm doing uh, to do the work of the evangelist. What is the work of the evangelist to share the good news of Jesus Christ, to be a witness of the spirit of God uh, concerning uh, life and concerning grace, concerning the word of truth. So wherever you are, whatever you're, uh, wherever you are and whatever part of the country you're in, we pray the blessing of the Lord over you and over all that God is doing. And we're praying that God's grace would be seen in the land of the living. We're believing for the favor of God to abound and for the for the worship of the Lord to be seen in every area. So I'm going to ask you again to share the broadcast, like the broadcast. Let somebody know on. Good to see you, Bar- Barbara uh, Reyna. Welcome to the broadcast. Uh, Brother Ryan Belain, one of our sons in the ministry, we pray a blessing over you. Uh, welcome to the broadcast from Moreno Valley. We pray God's blessing rest upon you and upon your household. And as we're preparing for this word, we're asking that God's goodness would be seen in the land of the living and that there would be a release of God's favor abounding. So I'm, uh, I'm about to share the broadcast as well. I'm asking that the Lord would just release over the broadcast favor, increase wisdom, revelation, and the truth of his spirit in a mighty way, in a mighty, mighty way. So it uh, seems like there's a little bit of shadow banning happening. I'm, I'm doing uh, an attempt to share the broadcast, but we're believing that God is going to speak to us and that there would be a word of revelation that comes today that opens up our ears. Blessing Sister Anna Rosa, Sister Melissa, welcome to the broadcast. Rosanna Garcia, we pray the blessing over you. Diana Flores, we're so glad you're watching. We pray the grace and peace of the Lord over you and over your house. And as we prepare for this word, I'm asking that God's grace would come forward and that we would be transformed in a mighty, mighty way. So if you're watching, wherever you're watching, let the goodness of God be seen in the land of the living. So I've shared that, but uh, Sister Nadine, good to see you all the way from South Africa. Brother Ruben Flores, welcome to the broadcast. We're praying that God's goodness would be seen and that we would hear from him in a great and awesome way. I pray that the word of the Lord would open up and that we would be transformed by the goodness of his power. So wherever you're joining from, I'm praying that the wisdom and grace of the spirit would be seen and that you would hear from him and we would speak to him in a mighty, mighty way. So thank you for joining us wherever you're joining us from. We pray goodness and mercy would abound and we're asking that God's grace would be seen in a great and awesome way. So thank you for being with us. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and share a few different ways here. We're praying that God's grace would abound and that we would hear from him in a mighty way. So we're going to be talking today out of the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 21. I want to ask that God would ask, add a wisdom and revelation to the word. Robin, welcome to the broadcast. See our web. Welcome to the broadcast. I pray the word of the Lord would be a great blessing to you and to your family. I'm going to go ahead and share the broadcast And I'm asking that his word would go forth with great grace and with great power. So wherever you are, please share that broadcast. Let somebody know we're on. And as you do, we're asking that God would open up revelation. He would open up wisdom. He would open up knowledge and that the wisdom of God and the goodness of God would be seen in everything that we're doing. Thank you that the word of the Lord is moving forward. We're expecting his power to prevail and the goodness of God to be seen in the land of the living. So wherever you're joining us from, God bless you. Uh, So good to see you, Sister Priscilla. Sister Karina, bless you. Welcome, China and George. We're going to go and get straight to the word of the Lord. Uh, I'm experiencing a little bit of difficulty getting the share out, but I'm going to ask you to do, if you would, do me that that great uh, favor and blessing to share the broadcast like the bus. There we go. And I'm praying that the word of God would come forward in a mighty way. And we're asking that the presence of God would be seen over the broadcast. So wherever you're joining from, let us know. We want to pray over your region. Bless you, Sister Cassandra Reb. 
Sister Karina, welcome. Sister Lucy, so good to see you. We pray that God's word would come forth and that we would be transformed. So I want to encourage you. This is a season of movement and increase in the spirit. Sister Ruth, blessing to you as well. We're believing that God's word is prevailing and that we're going to see his goodness in the land of the living, that there's nothing impossible to them that believe that by faith we're going to capture and receive the promise of God. And the promise of God is yes and amen to them that believe. Thank you for those that have shared the broadcast. I'm doing the same. And I'm praying that God's word would go forth in a powerful way. I'm excited about the presence. I'm going to ask you to start with me with just a word of prayer. We're going to pray. We're going to ask that God's word would go forth uninhibited and unrestricted. So let's start with a word of prayer. Uh, Just join and agree. Heavenly Father, we pray over the broadcast. We ask you to open up wisdom and revelation, knowledge and counsel. We ask you for, for understanding and the truth of your word. I pray that the presence of the Lord would be felt and encouraged and encountered today. Move mightily in every heart, in every life. Let wisdom come. Let power come. Let virtue come. Let anointing come. I ask you now for the grace of your spirit to be seen in the land of the living. Open up ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts to discern what thus says the Lord. Let wisdom come. Let virtue come. Let healing and revelation be seen and let the goodness of God be seen in every area. Move mighty, the Lord. Speak to your people. Reveal wisdom and revelation. Open up the eyes of understanding and work mightily among your people. This I pray according to the working of your mighty power, and we will give you praise and glory in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say amen. Amen. So again, I'm going to welcome you as we've shared the podcast. I'm going to ask you again to share that broadcast. Hit the the like button. It helps with uh, some of those algorithms. But I believe that God is getting ready to expand you and your territory, that you're going to see his goodness in the land of the living. Let's talk. uh, We're going to talk briefly about uh, uh, our key topic for today, freedom global, uh, global freedom, international freedom in nations and nations of the earth. This is one of the calls and the mandates that we would see freedom and virtue and miracles in the land of the living. Uh, here's what Romans 8 verse 21 says, because the creature itself will also be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. I want to encourage you, you were made for freedom. I'm going to ask you to write that in the comment section, wherever you're listening to this from. Write that in the comment. I declare you were made for liberty. You were made for freedom. You were born and you were, or in the original design of God, man was put in a paradise. Genesis chapter 2 tells us that God made man and put man in a garden, in a paradise. Genesis chapter uh, chapter 2, here's what the scripture says, that God made man and he formed him in his image after his likeness and he made him for dominion. Look at Genesis 2.15. Here's what it says. And the Lord took man and put him in the garden to dress it and to keep it. You were made for garden. You were made for glory. In the garden, there was no death. In the garden, there was no poverty or sickness. In the garden, there was no disease or, or there was no fear. In the garden, there's just perfect alignment in the kingdom of the Lord. The garden represents the kingdom of God. It represents the heavenly realm. And the garden looked just like heaven. And the job of man was to bring heaven uh, from heaven, the glory and authority from heaven through the garden into the earth. A garden is a place of seeds and harvest. It's a place of growing. God took man and put him in the word. Garden is the word enclosure. It is the word plants. It is a word enclosed place. So it's not only a place where vegetation grows. It is. It is a garden, a walled city. The garden is the kingdom. He put him in a kingdom and the word their kingdom is the word uh, a den. Or the word garden deals with uh, a kingdom or enclosed uh, place, place of safety, place of protection. And the Bible says this name was called Eden. And the word Eden means spot, place, meeting place, pleasure, safety, abundance, wealth. It was the place that man was made for. I want to tell you, you were made for freedom. That's right. Those of you writing in the comment section, you were made for liberty. You were made to be free and to lose freedom on the people in your home, freedom on the people in your generation. 
The Bible says, and he commanded him, said of every tree, you may eat freely in the garden. I'm on verse 16 now. And the tree of the knowledge of an evil, you will not eat. So all of the trees were trees of information, revelation. You were made for dominion. You were made to never die. You were made to live eternally. Sickness is illegal. Poverty is illegal. Depression doesn't have a right to remain in you. You are a child of God. Go back to Romans chapter 8 verse 21 says that creation itself, the creature itself shall be delivered, shall be set free, shall be made well, shall be made whole. See, the things you see around you are looking for freedom. The things you see around you are looking for deliverance. The Bible says the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. So let me encourage you listening. You were made for liberty. You were made for dominion. We'll go to the book of Psalms chapter 100 verse 1. Here's what the scripture says there. Psalms chapter 100. And verse number 1. The Bible puts it this way. A psalm of praise make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. I'm going to say that again. The Lord says make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. That means everything created land makes a sound. Land makes a noise. I've told you this before in quantum physics they are finding everything that is consistent of matter. All matter, all things uh, uh, all substances have sound waves in it. There are sound waves in rocks. There are sound waves in earth. There are sound waves. Every matter, uh, all, all living substance has a sound wave in it. And they're catching up with the Bible. They're finding this out. Uh, what does that mean? It, God said, let there be light. And there was light. God said, let there be firmament or land and, and heaven. And there was firmament and sea and dry ground. God said, let there be plants and animal and everything created came out of words. So the Bible says, look at Psalms 100 verse one, that the, that the creation or the land must make a noise. I want you to be encouraged. Bless you, Karina. Bless you. So good to see you, sister Rose Bonnet. Welcome to the broadcast. Everything in creation is making a sound. And the Bible says, according to Romans chapter 8, until the sons and daughters of God come into influence, everything created is making a groan. It says, make a joyful noise, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. God wants to bring dominion. God wants every soul Every place, look at Joshua chapter one, verse three. He told Joshua this. He said, every place that the sole of your foot will touch, I've given it to you, as I said to Moses. I want to tell you, the earth is made to be an inheritance. The devil wants it. Demons want it. The Antichrist wants it. That's why they want governing authority, government power, financial power, educational power arts and entertainment to shape the world around us. The enemy understands the inheritance that God will leave man is the earth. The Bible says, here's what the Bible says, that, that the meek, the meek shall inherit the earth. I'm going to read this to you because the earth is an inheritance. So why is that valuable? Because religion has taught us something different. Matthew 5 verse 5 tells us, Matthew 5, 5 says, blessed are the meek. The word meek is not just humble. It is teachable. It is a learner. It is one who operates in humility of self, but pursues truth. Blessed are the meek. It's the word prios, mild, gentle, learner, instructor. Blessed are the, are, are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. The earth is an inheritance. Now, I don't want to, I'm not trying to mess with you too badly, but religion has told us and taught us escapism, not occupation. We are looking for evacuation and we are not looking for occupation. Many in the church circles are looking for God to come back to rescue us from the big bad devil. 
and the ugly antichrist and the spirits of this world. But that's not your Bible. He said, I'm coming back for a church that is without spot or wrinkle. I'm going to raise up, according to Matthew 16, a church, an ecclesia, that the gates of hell would not prevail. And I'm going to give to that church keys of the kingdom. And whatever they bind on the earth, let's read this again. Matthew 16, verse uh, 18 tells us, Matthew 16, verse 18 says, I say that you are Peter, and upon the rock of revelation, I will build the church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. So this is not biblical. Do you believe in a catching away? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I do not believe the catching away of the church is the next movement on the calendar. I believe the next move on the calendar of God is God filling the earth with his glory. Is a church maturing into fullness, into adulthood, into weos, weothesia, which means the spirit of adoption that moves you into the family heritage. You see, there is a, a, a thing that happens in the Jewish culture. At 13, you are called bar mitzvah. You now, it means to take position of responsibility. They place on you responsibility to grow. But there's another, uh, there's another ceremony that usually happens in, in, in their 30s or on. This is called the, the, the ceremony of adoption or the ceremony of christening where the father puts on the son the authority of the house. It's what you see in the story of the prodigal. It's when the father wraps a son in a robe, he puts slippers on him, and he gives him the signet ring. It's called Weothesia. It is the ceremony of sonship moving into eldership. I want to tell you, get ready. There are those in this listening that God is going to release a wisdom and a knowledge and an authority. Go back to Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Uh, Matthew 16, 18 says, I'm going to raise up a church and the gates of hell are not going to prevail. And here is what, what the, the ultimate design is. 19, God made the earth for an inheritance and the earth is the Lord's. No matter what the devil says, no matter what demon says, no matter what governments say, no matter what presidents or prime ministers say, no matter what lawmakers try to make and they try to possess the earth, I declare these giants are going to come down. How is that possible? How is it possible that a people like grasshoppers would take out giants? Because he said, I'm going to give to the church something called the keys of the kingdom of heaven. What do keys do? Unlock locks. They unlock lock. What is a lock? It is something designed to keep everyone out except those who you want specific access to. It is a place in the spirit where God has reserved, not from us, but for us. He wants us to come in and to receive authority. He wants us to operate in dominion. He said, I'm going to give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And with these keys, you will open and you will close. I'm going to give you, you'll be able to bind, which is close. And what you bind from earth, I will close from heaven. You'll have ability by the spirit to shut off supplies and open supply. And whatever you loose or open, I will loose or open. Whatever you bind, I will make illegal. Whatever you loose, I will make legal. These are legal terms. These are spiritual terms. Yes, God says, I want to give the church of Jesus Christ ability, power, victory. I want them to understand the earth is an inheritance. And we've been trained that we got to leave. Religion has told us we're leaving that this world is not our home. That's correct. This system is not our home, but the earth is where man was made to rule. In Genesis chapter number one, two, and three, God put man in the earth in a garden and said, I've made you Genesis 1, 26, to have dominion, to have authority over all the earth. And God said, let us make man in in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion, jurisdictional authority over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle of the earth, and over everything that creeps upon the planet. 
God gave man dominion, legal authority. And when man fell, he turned that dominion. He listened to the word of the enemy above the word of God. And he turned that dominion over to the enemy. But here is what your Bible says. Through one man's sin, all fell. All died. But through one man's righteousness, all were made right. And he said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to raise up a people in the last days who I will give the keys of the kingdom to. And they will operate in dominion on the earth. Man was made for dominion. Go back to, uh, we're going to look at Genesis chapter. Uh, we'll look at Genesis chapter number one. Going to go there just a minute. Bible says Genesis chapter one, verse three. And, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw the light was good and divided the light from the darkness. Verses uh, two tells us that the earth became void and dark and God spoke to the world. The earth became void and darkness was upon the deep. Then the spirit moved and then God spoke. Verse three, what did God do to the darkness? He spoke. Verse one, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. That earth became void. It became dark. Theologians most will agree that between Genesis 1, 1 and 2, there was a fall like lightning from heaven and Lucifer came to the earth and the earth that God had created, the enemy began to recreate after the fall. Darkness began to reign. It void began, purposeless began to prevail. Then God looked at the darkness after his spirit moved and began to speak life and light. Verse number four, and God said the light was good and he divided the light from the darkness and the light he called day and the darkness he called night and evening and morning were the first day. What does that have to do with anything? See, the light that God spoke in Genesis one was not the light of the sun, the moon or the stars. The light didn't, the light of the sun and the moon and the stars didn't come till the fourth day. That's in Genesis one verse 14. This wasn't sunlight. This wasn't moonlight. These natural lights didn't come. This was the light of glory. This was the light of miracles. This was the light of victory. This was God dividing miracles from, 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 uh, from, from uh, sickness, dividing healing from, from death, dividing uh, provision. See, when God divided the light from the darkness, he divided everything he would do from everything that would be done. And his word called it good. This is the word of God. So when Jesus healed, he pulled from Genesis 1 verse 1 and 3. And he divided light from darkness with words. Now the Bible says that God began to create things. He began to create ants, uh, plants and animals. Look at, uh, go back to Genesis 1 11. And God said to the, uh, let the earth bring forth grass, herb yielding seed and fruit whose seed was in its kind. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after its kind, whose seed was in itself. So where did the grass come from? The earth, all right? God was getting ready to move. And God said, let there be lights in the firmaments in heaven above and let them be for signs and seasons. And the scripture says, verse 15, and for the lights of firmament and heaven to give earth. So when God got ready to make grass, and plants he took from the earth the grass and the plants and he put the grass and the plants back in the earth God took from the substance and made the substance then put the substance back in the substance to remain so God took from dirt and made from dirt plants and animals uh, plants uh, plants and grass and put the plants and grass back into the earth so that when you disconnect the plant or the grass from the ground, it dies. When you cut a rose, those of you that got roses yesterday for uh, those of, for, for Valentine's Day, that rose is dead. It may look beautiful, but the moment you disconnect it from the ground, the vine, it begins to die. So whatever is made, the moment you disconnect it from the source, it died. When God got ready to make the, the stars above, he took from the heavens and began to form and fashion the stars. Then he put the stars back in heaven and they remained. Now, when a star falls from heaven, it begins to die. God took from the waters and from the waters, he began to fashion the, animal, the, the, the fish of the sea whales and creatures and he put the fish back into the water so that where it came from it can only survive when it stays in its environment are you listening to me if you remove a fish from its environment it dies 
If you water, it dies. It flops and dies. If you take a star from heaven, it dies. If you take a grass or a tree and disconnect it from the earth, it dies. When God got ready to make man, he took from himself and he took from the glory and he formed us from the substance of life and put us in the glory, put us in the presence so that when man leaves the presence, he dies. Are you listening? Bless you, brother. Brother Jaime, so good to see you, Pastor Jaime. I want to encourage you listening. Man was made and God took the spirit of man and from himself. Go down to, uh, go down to verse 26. God said, let us make man in the image, in the likeness of man. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness. What is God's spirit? So God makes man. Go to verse 28. So God, oh, verse 27. So God created man. In the image of man, he made him male and female. Genesis 2-7. So the spirit of man comes into fruition. Genesis uh, 1-27. The spirit of man comes into fruition. Genesis 2-7. Genesis 2-7 says, Now God takes the spirit and gives the spirit an earthly body. Are you listening to me? So God's spirit came from man. From Man's spirit came from God. And in order for me to live, I've got to remain in the spirit. God took man from his own reflection and, and brought him into existence. And as God brought us into existence, he made us in his image. He made us in his likeness. Look at Genesis 2, 7. Verse number seven, the Bible tells us that God now gives the spirit of, of man a body. And as God gives the spirit of man a body, he takes them from where? God takes man from the dust of the ground. So man's spirit came from God. Man's body came from the earth. The word man is, is the word ish, spirit in man. I'm going to say that again. The word, the word man is the word, go back there. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. I'm going to open this up here. The word man is the word Adam, mankind. The first red man. And I will make man, and I will make man a living soul. So the word man is spirit with a body. Man was a spirit, and then God gave the spirit a body. After he gave the spirit a body, then he gave him dominion. Go back to uh, Genesis 1. Are you listening? Somebody say, I have dominion. Somebody say, I have dominion. Genesis 1 verse 28 and God blessed them and said be fruitful and multiply replenish the earth subdue it have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air and over everything that creeps upon the earth so God blessed the spirit Genesis 2 7 go back there then God gives the spirit a body now where does God get the body Genesis 2 7 where does God get the body are you listening that's right, you have dominion. He takes the body from the earth. Now remember, this is heavenly soil. This is not fallen soil. The soil we have now is getting older every day. Good to see you, Apostle Phil. Good, so good to see you, man of God. Look forward to seeing you next week at the RTA. God bless you, man of God. Uh, let me remind you, the soil we have is, is, is fallen soil. See, the earth before the curse... Genesis chapter 3 tells us God did not curse man. He cursed the ground. So when God cursed the ground, the, the, the soil that we are began to die. But Genesis 2, 7 says God took man from the ground and breathed the spirit into the body. I need you to say this with me. Say, I was and I am a spirit first. Before you had a body, you had a spirit I'm going to repeat that to you again. Before you had a body, you had a spirit. 
you were a spirit and God gave your spirit a body. Now your, your body is temporal at the moment because the ground that we're living in now is fallen ground. It's, it's temporal. So every day you die, I die. Every day the, the flesh gets a little bit older. Gray hairs start to show up. Wrinkles start to show up. Your back begins to hurt. Because the Bible says that, that though the spirit is renewed day by day, the outward man is perishing. But the Bible tells us of a people in the last day who in a twinkling of an eye, what is a twinkling? It is a revelation that the mortal puts on the immortal and the earthly puts on the heavenly. And now there is a regeneration of this earthly soil into heavenly soil. So Genesis 2 verse 7, why is that relevant? God took you from the glory and he took you from heavenly soil and he put those glory, the glory of the spirit and the glory of the soil and put it together. And he made a being called man. Therefore, man that has a body has dominion. And the only spirits that have dominion are those with a body. Now, let me remind you, every spirit that doesn't have a body is illegal. Your body gives you legal jurisdiction in the earth. I'm going to repeat this to you. Some of you have heard this teaching before, but I, I'm going to repeat this to you. Genesis, uh, actually Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. Let's look there. Isaiah chapter 9. Here's what the scripture says. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Who is this here? This is Jesus. Somebody say amen. This is Christ. The word became flesh. Now, what does it say? Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, but the son was not born. The son was given. I would encourage you. The child was Jesus. The son was the substance Christ. Jesus the Christ. Jesus was the body. Christ was the substance. I have a vessel here. Jesus was the house. Christ was the substance. Now, the man, the Bible says, Jesus, the man, is seated at the right hand of the majesty on high, making intercession. Jesus, the man. Now, what is God looking for? Another body. Every spirit needs a body. So, the, so what made Christ legal? The body. Jesus couldn't just show up at 30 and float down from a cloud. The only legal way for a spirit to get in the earth is through the womb of a woman. Any spirit that is on the earth without a legal body is illegal. Demons are illegal. When the serpent came into the earth to talk to the woman, he borrowed, when the, the devil came into the earth to talk with the woman, he borrowed the body of a serpent to talk, to do, to do business because every spirit has to have a body. And the woman could have cast out that demon. Because man and every mankind has dominion. Legal authority is up to man. Devils are illegal. Demons are illegal. Spirits are illegal. Principalities are illegal. Death is illegal. Fear is, God has not given you a spirit of fear. Fear is illegal. Poverty is a spirit for the destruction of the poor is their poverty. It's a spirit that causes lack. It's a spirit that causes infirmity is a spirit. It was never designed to be there. What you do not see in the beginning, it's never been intended in the first place. So spirits with a body have authority. So what gave Jesus legal authority? What gave Christ legal authority? The body. He could not just show up off of a cloud. He had to come through the womb of a woman because the only, the only people and the only beings that have dominion here is, a, is, is man, spirits with bodies. So you're a spirit and you have a body. If you're listening to me, you're a spirit and you have a body. You're not a body with a spirit, you're a spirit with a body. And ultimately the job of the last day generation is for your spirit to overtake your body and for now you to walk with God and to be the generation that is the Enoch generation that is caught away and they become more spirit than they are flesh. I'm not getting into that. But here is, here is a, the crux. You were made for dominion. You were made for rulership. Devils are illegal. Spirits of darkness are illegal. And, and I don't want to offend you, but even the Holy Ghost won't come in without your permission. 
The spirit is a dove and it needs somewhere to rest. Romans tells us, unless you believe with all your heart, unless you decree it with your mouth, unless you're born again, the spirit can't come in you. It needs your permission. You understand every spirit that doesn't have a body is illegal upon the planet. What relevance does that have? He said, I've given you dominion over the earth. Let's read this Psalms 116. Dominion, rulership. The iconia produces rulership. Psalms 100. Psalms 115. I'm going to start at verse 16. Psalms 115. The heavens, even the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth he's given to the descendants of man. Man was made for rulership in the earth. What God had in Genesis, he will have in Revelation. I'm going to say that again. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth he's committed to the sons of men. Man, mankind, spirits with bodies. Spirits with bodies, mankind, Adam, a spirit in a body has dominion. When your spirit leaves your body, you are illegal on the earth. That's why you have to leave. You've ever went to a funeral? There's a body, but there's no spirit. That's the word breath. It's wind. You were given dominion, rulership. And so dem devil, the only way spirits now can operate, let's go to uh, Matthew 28, verse 18. The only way demons and devils can operate, they only do it now through beings, through people. When Jesus rose on the third day, he said, all authority, this is after he rose, all power is given unto me. The word there is, is exousia. All legal authority in heaven and in earth are now back in the hands of the second Adam. It is now demons are illegal. So in heaven, demons are illegal. In the, in the third heaven, all demons. How do they operate? They work through what's called strong men. Demons need now a man. See, when Jesus rose on the third day, he went up on a cloud and the Bible says, what stand ye, why stand you here gazing, men of Galilee? For the same way you've seen him leave, he will come. And they looked up and, and they said, why are you looking up? He's already with you now. He's going to send that comforter in just a few days. You're going to be infused with the spirit of God from the inside out. And they looked up and he floated out, symbolizing the airways are mine now. They are now illegal. Princes and powers of the air are illegal. They are now legally illegal. They don't have a right to be there. And so you must take the word of God and set an atmosphere. And now the devil is working through a strong man. It's a man. It's coming through, a, he's working through legalities. There's a vessel somewhere like the man of the Gadarenes who has demons in him and he's keeping the region under oppression. But if you can bind the strong man, that word is man, not a spiritual affinity. It's a spirit in a man somewhere, a doctor, somewhere a witch, somewhere a soothsayer, somewhere, somewhere in your region is a place around you that is trying to close the heavens for your church, close the heavens for your finance. You're contending not with flesh and blood, but you're contending with powers and princes and rulers of darkness in high places. This battle is not, and so there is a battle and the fruit of it is in your city. The fruit of it is in your territory. The fruit of it is in your family. The fruit of it will be seen and the glory is about to manifest. Are you hearing me? He wants you to operate in dominion. He wants you to move. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says, you are not wrestling with flesh and blood. You're wrestling what? With principalities, spirits from before, yes. Now, are they illegal? Yes. But they now come into men. They wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Now, the word principality is tied. It's the same word beginning. Genesis, uh, John 1 verse 1, in the beginning, arche. In the beginning, spirits from the beginning, ancient spirits, powers. Let me remind you, rank doesn't come from loudness. Rank doesn't come from how long you've been in a denomination. 
You don't get rank because you've been in something long enough. Rank comes from maturity. It comes from seasoned. It comes from knowing a voice before this voice. I can be in the kingdom 40 years and not have any power. It, it Natural chronological time doesn't, doesn't determine this. What determines is maturation, being seasoned, being settled. One thing fathers do is they know. When things go crazy, they know. When things go wrong, they know. Battles do not move us. We move the battle. Situation doesn't move us. We move the situation. Are you hearing me? You're not wrestling with flesh and blood. And the word, the word principality is arche, beginning, the first, the chief, the eldest. So there are spirits that were there from the beginning, fallen spirits. And these fallen spirits unlock exousia. The word principality and power are always together. Everywhere you see it, it'll be principality. Next is the word power. And that is not the word dunamis. It is the word authority. So the principality will unlock the exousia. And you've not won in a principality till you see another level of authority. And these authorities, these principalities are unlocking authorities that are releasing what are called rulers. These rulers are not just spiritual. These are, are people in charge. Who's making the laws in, in London? Who's making the laws in California? Who's making the laws in South Africa, in Johannesburg? Who's, who's setting the, the, the culture of the world? Because law is unspoken or is, is culture. Whether it's demonic or godly, it creates a culture. Whether you accept it or deny it, it still is producing a culture. This is why the Bible says when the wicked prosper, when the unrighteous are in authority, there is a curse upon the land, a groan. But when men and women of righteousness, when righteousness prevails, oh, it, it, when righteousness is in authority, there's a blessing on the land. When wickedness is exalted and sin, it's a reproach to any people. You hearing me? So these rulers, these cosmo crator, world rulers, world dominators are now people because this principality is passing generational bloodlines. Who's, who's determining? You ever wondered who determines what the gas price will be this morning? You ever wondered who determines where the stock market goes and falls? You ever wondered who determines where the forex market goes? You ever wondered? You ever wondered? And, and you say, well, it's governments, it's president. No, no, no. There are powers and princes working, sir. There are forces in high places. And in Christ, you are above them. I, I'm not saying this arrogantly. In Christ, you are seated far above principality and power. You're wrestling with a, with a principality that is releasing authority and creating rulers that are oppressing us. This, these laws. Now these rulers are darkness of this age and spiritual wickedness that move in, in governing places. So you've got to take on the, the, the armor of light. So what are you wrestling with? I'm wrestling with a force. I'm wrestling with a power. I'm wrestling with an entity that doesn't want me to go forward. But I want to tell you wherever you are, where I want you to stomp your foot wherever you're watching me. Put your foot down right there. It may be concrete, but under that concrete somewhere, it may be dirt, is some soil. And he said, every place the sole of your foot touches, every place that earth is made for you to have, I've already given it to you. It's not going to be yours. It's already yours. Joshua 1 verse 3, it's already yours. This is a legal matter, sir. This is a legal matter, ma'am. You are battling over what is already yours. Every place the sole of your foot shall tread. I've already given it to you. There is a, there is a squatter on your land. There, 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 there is an illegal occupant. Uh, uh, unsettled, uh, uh, the, the, you know, uh, you, you see this happen in different places where people just come and take territory illegally. And they're, they're now squatting on your property and they're now occupying what is not there. It doesn't belong to governors. It doesn't belong to presidents and prime ministers. It doesn't belong to Hollywood. It doesn't belong to, to billionaires and that, that don't know God. It doesn't belong to Elon Musk. It doesn't belong to, to Jeff Bezos. It doesn't belong to Bill Gates. It doesn't belong to these men that think they run this stuff. The earth is the Lord's and he's committed it to his sons and daughters of the kingdom.
it is ours and the spirit of the ownership must come into our mind to say this thing this isn't about my little house this isn't about my small my, 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 my vision it's about the global move of God coming to the earth you hearing me not wrestling with powers and physical powers here's what the scripture says he is the head Jesus is the head of all principality and power I'm going to say that again Jesus is the head of all principality book of Colossians tells us two verse 10 actually going to read two verse nine I'll go back to eight eight is good as well beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after traditions of men this is where the church has been you know the greatest power on the face of the earth is the sons and daughters of God that walk in the glory that will free nations and cities and regions and communities and territories and we've been afflicted we've been attacked in our home we've been attacked generationally we've been we've been going through and somehow we feel like Gideon the angel comes to us and says, you are a mighty man of valor. You are a mighty woman of authority. You've been called to set your people free. And as one man, you will deliver all of the people of God. You will come into unity in one body. But the devil says, it's not, there's no way. It's impossible. I can't do anything. But this vain philosophy of escapism. And the Bible says, occupied till I come. Not evacuate, not get ready to leave. And we've been preaching this mess for millennia. As long as I've been around the church for more than 40 years, he could come tonight. For more than 50 years, he could be here tonight. If that's the case, then why study? Why build the business? Why create? Why invent? Why be excellent? Why sharpen your sword? He could be here tonight. And while we've been waiting on a return that is coming, yes, but it's not coming till he has a church without spot or wrinkle that is walking in the glory. He's not coming for a church that's divided. He's not coming for a broke church. He's not coming for a powerless church. According to Ephesians, he's coming for a church that is glorious without spot and wrinkle. He's coming for a church that has the gates of hell under their authority. How are they going to do this? With the keys of the kingdom. It is revelation we need, not opportunity. We're not struggling with what we're struggling with because we, we're missing opportunity. And other people are getting the opportunity. The Bible says, don't worry about the wicked prospering. Don't put your eyes on people who are taking shortcuts and getting their fast. Don't put your eyes on people who are giving people the doctrine of the itching ears and that kind of mess that's happening in the last day. The end of the wicked is destruction. The Bible tells us, don't you worry about that, but put your eyes on that revelation that God wants to give us so we can empower our generation. We can free the area that we're a part of. You are complete in him. Look at uh, Colossians chapter 2 verse 8. No more being deceived by the traditions of men or the rudiments of this world. And not after Christ, for in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead body. What that means, all of God is in Jesus and all of Jesus is in you. You don't have a part of God. You've got all of God. You don't got a piece of God. You've got the fullness of God in Christ in us. And we don't know it. And we're afraid and we're intimidated. And we're outnumbered and the enemy is attacking us. I want to tell you right now. I want to tell you God is with you, sir. He's not going to leave you where you are. God is with you, ma'am. This doctrine of, of compromise and water down. And it's tempting to, to take a shortcut. But you hold on, sir. You stand upon the word, ma'am. You be faithful to what you know to be true. God will provide. For in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead in a body. You don't have a part of God. You've got all of God. Look at verse number 10. For you are complete in him. I am complete in him. God took me from the earth to rule in the earth. I am whole in him. The word complete is the word play, play arrow. It means full. It means whole. It means nothing missing. You are complete. I'm complete in him. When I'm in him, I'm well. When I step out of him, I'm not well. When I'm in him, I'm moving in victory. When I step out of him, I'm moving in defeat. 
When I'm walking Christ, talking Christ, live, I'm a better man. You're a better woman when we're in Christ. When we take off Christ and put on fear and put on worry, we empower a force that's already defeated. We are complete in him, which is the head. Kafeli, head, ruler, cornerstone, chief, elder, the top, which is the head of all principality and power. I'm going to say that again. Jesus is the head of what we're wrestling with. Christ is the head and you were made for dominion. Revelation 5 verse 10. I'm about done. He said, this is what I'm going. I'm going to build priests and kings. I'm going to bring kings and priests. I'm going to build these kings, rulers that understand they are priests. I'm also going to build priests that understand they are kings. There will be a merger between the priestly and the kingly authority. In the Bible, un, never done, unprecedented, except in the life and order of the order of Melchizedek. King of righteousness and king of peace. Right with God and shalom. We are to be kings, rulers, owners, partakers of an eternal inheritance, but we'll also be priests to steward the mysteries of God, to be shepherds of the chambers of the Lord. To, to minister to the Lord and then to minister to people on behalf of the Lord. That, that's a priest. That's a priest. You're a king. You're a priest. And you will reign on the earth. Where did Adam have dominion? Where was Adam's commission? On earth. The commission for us is not heaven. Yes, we get caught away. Yes, we have a supper. But we come back and rule in earth. The earth is the place you were made to rule. You, you want to get out of earth. Jesus said, I pray you keep them in the earth. John 17. Jesus came. Jesus is praying. John, John uh, 17. Verse 13. Jesus is praying. This is the, the famous prayer of Jesus. Now I come to thee, and these I speak, and 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 these things I speak in the world, that they may have joy fulfilled in themselves. Fourteen, I've given them thy word. Say thy word. What makes you a king and a priest? The word. How many have God's word? What do you do when you have a word and have no other evidence? Just a word. Just a promise. What do you do when you have a promise and nothing is coming to pass? actually the opposite what happens inside of us what takes place in the chambers of our heart what takes place on the inside in order for the power of God to remain upon us we must learn to glory in infirmities to take pleasure in necessities in reproaches that the power of God may rest upon us there's a story I'm going to talk about this tonight in our service there's a story about this father and and, and this son and, and this story and I heard it a few times it's not, a, I don't know if it's a Christian story, but it has a Christian meaning that, that there is this man, this man has a son and he tells this story and this son uh, is, is looking to go forward in life and looking to advance. And uh, the, the, this, this son is taking care of a horse and the horse runs away. The horse leaves and they lose their horse so they lose their livelihood. They're not very wealthy. They're not very rich. They're not, they're not very empowered. I heard this story recently. And the son comes back to the father and says, man, I've got bad news. I've got bad news. Pop, uh, uh, the, the horse ran away. And the father looks back at the son and says, you know what? I don't know whether it's bad news. I don't know whether it's good news. We will see. Let's see. The next day, the horse comes back with two other horses. So instead of having one horses, now that horse brings back two other horses and the son comes back the next day and says, Father, Father, I've got great news. I've got great news. The horse came back and he bought two more horses. Now we've got three horses. Now we're, we're growing in our wealth. And he looks at the father and says, the father says, you know what, son? I don't know whether it's bad news. I don't know whether it's good news. Time will tell. We'll see. The next day, the son is trying to train the horse and break the horse because when you have a wild animal, a wild horse, you got to break the horse. So the son is, is breaking, the, breaking the horse and he's, he's trying to train him and the horse kicks him off 
and he falls and he breaks his leg and he can't work. He breaks his leg in pieces and they come to, and he comes to his father and says, I've got bad news. They come and say, your son, he, he broke his leg. He can't walk. He can't work. We won't be able to harvest correctly. And they say, this is bad news. And the father says, I don't know whether it's bad news. I don't know whether it's good news. Time will tell. The next day, there's a war that breaks out. There's a war that breaks out. And the, the general comes to take all able-bodied son. Every son will go to a sure slaughter, a sure battle. And they're going to be enlisted in the army. And they've got to go to a far land and fight and die. And he looks back and says, I don't know whether it's good news or bad. You understand, the moral of that story is God turns everything the devil meant for evil if you keep holding on long enough. The bad news will become the good news. The enemy's plan will turn into God's plan. The problem is we get tired in the middle of the battle and we're looking at Jesus hanging on the cross and say he could heal others, but he couldn't heal himself. We look at the tomb and say, God, if you would have been here, he wouldn't have died. It's too late now. And God tell, wants you to know it's not the end of the story. It's just the beginning. You're walking through a journey and it's not bad news. It's good news. I'm going to turn what the devil meant for evil around. But what is our response in the middle of the journey, in the middle of the battle? What happens on the inside? That's what's more important to God than, than, than what we see on the outside. Our value is not the ability to do miracles and to change things around us or to heal the sick and to raise the dead or to prophesy. Our value is can we be gold that tr that's tried in fire that comes out better? Does the trial of our faith make us better or does it make us bitter? God wants us to be well. God wants us to be strong. I've given them my word. Verse 14. And the world hated them because of this. And they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Look at 15. I pray not that you would take them out of the world, but you would keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through truth. So what is the prayer of Jesus? Keep us here. Why? Because the earth needs a witness. I know we want to leave. I know. And the reason we want to leave, I'm done. The reason we want to leave because we feel outnumbered. We feel out, outgunned. We feel powerless. When man is losing, man wants to quit. When a woman is losing, we don't want to play anymore. We retreat when we lose. Something happens inside. You're not meant to lose at life. You're not meant to lose in your marriage. You're not meant to lose with your kids. You're not meant to lose financially, ministerially. But when you lose, when I'm losing, I want to withdraw. I want to quit. I want to give up. I want to lay down. I want to do anything else but keep going. They, are sore, they call them sore losers. And they're playing the video game and they throw the controller and they turn it off in the middle of the game. They're playing the board game of Monopoly and they're losing and they kick over the table and they don't want to play anymore. But if you would just keep playing the game, if you would just keep going, you would watch God intervene and turn what the devil meant for evil for good. God promises you, you always have victory in Christ. This is the promise of God. Romans 8, 21, I'm going to pray for you. Here is the word of the Lord, because the creation itself, everything created, the earth, the moon, the stars, the plants, the animals, the systems of the world, Hollywood, governments, education, business, arts and entertainment, media, every, the church mountain, every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess to a people who know, to a people who are fully persuaded on the inside of me that there is no changing. God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. I'm not going to have a division in here and a vision in here. I got to settle that argument in my mind. When the enemy comes in and laughs at you and mocks you and tells you it's not going to happen, tells you it's too late, the creation itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption. The earth is under a curse until Joseph shows up. The earth is under a curse until Daniel gets in position. Egypt is under a curse until Moses shows up and sets the children of Israel free. God needs his sons and daughters that are mature, that won't buckle under the pressure, that won't change. You see, Moses had a made-up mind. Joshua had a made-up mind. The children of Israel, they had a mind like jello. They had a mind like putty. It changed with the wind. 
It changed. I got money. I don't got money. I'm happy. I've got blessing. I don't have blessing. I'm happy. I've got, I've got food. I don't have food. I complain. I've got Raymond. I don't have Raymond. I've got water. I don't, and they, they went back and forth and they had to die in this thing when they were never meant to die. They were meant to get to Mount Sinai. The land of promise was about a mountain that God would make covenant with and change the world. I'm going to talk with you. I'm going to pray because the creature itself, the creation will be delivered from the bondage of corrupt leadership. God wants to make you a leader of the nations. He's got to get this stuff out of us. This fear and this worry and this anger and this insecurity. And you can hide it from people, but you cannot hide it from God. And my prayer, Lord, it don't let me out of this. Keep me in this box. Don't put me before millions unless I'm ready. And I don't want crowds if I don't have the glory. I don't want a big auditorium. I don't want to preach to arenas if people come in sick and leave sick. Don't send me God to just preach a message that I can't demonstrate. I want the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I want the dead raised and the sick healed. I want cities changed. I want to see the move of God in the land of the living. You've got to have that tenacity in your mind. The devil going to have to kill you. Here's what Job said. Even though he killed me, yet will I trust him. The creature itself will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glory that produces freedom. Into the glory that produces freedom that is stewarded by God's sons, the children of God, by God's daughters. That's you. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, I pray over my brother watching now. I pray over my sister watching now that you would cover and keep them, strengthen them, that whatever we're going through, we would not give up the process, but we would continue on in Christ. That every area of weakness and hurt and wound, we would lay it on the altar. We would trust you and we would be settled in you. God, I pray and I thank you that there is a confidence coming upon your people. Come on, pray church, that there is strength coming to your people, that wherever we need to be fortified, wherever we need to be lifted, wherever we need to be in agreement with your he heavenly spirit, your heavenly authority, I ask you make ways out of no ways. Make lights in the darkness. Make peace in the storm. God, I pray over our hearts now that we would not be negligent of what's happening in us. You said, Lord, through your, your son, your servant David, search me, God. Try my heart. See if there's any way that needs to be realigned in me. Remove not your spirit from us. Keep us, God. God, I ask as we examine our hearts before you and you heal and add the healing balm of Gilead, strengthen my brother, encourage my sister. You're not alone. You're not by yourself. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He put his name on you. He chose you from before the foundation of the earth. He, he's going to bless you for his namesake, but he's going to be so good not to bless us until we're ready to steward that thing. He's going to not bless us and lose us. He's going to bless us. And what he gives us will take us closer to him. Lord, strengthen my brother now. Strengthen my sister. Strengthen my heart to continue the progress, to continue to grow and to elevate and to advance in the kingdom of God. Let God increase and let us decrease. This we ask according to your word. Now I pray miracles in the lives of your people strengthen the, in the lives of your sons and daughters. We pray this according to your word in Jesus mighty name. If you agree, somebody say amen. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Somebody write, it's already done. We're so glad you were with us today. I want to thank the Lord for all of our, uh, all of our viewers watching online at, at this rock international ministries at YouTube and at Facebook, I'm going to ask you to do the work of the evangelist. Share the button if you were blessed. And those of you listening 
to our CPN Charisma Podcast Network. The Lord bless you on this replay. I pray the grace of God abound over you and that what you heard would be etched in the corridors of your heart. Please share the broadcast like the broadcast. If you were blessed, uh, you can go to thisrockinternational.org. Again, thisrockinternational.org. There is more information about our live podcast or our live broadcast, how you can connect with the ministry, how you can partner. And we're believing that God is going to release goodness and mercy over you in the land of the living. Again, this is the senior pastor of This Rock International releasing blessing and favor over you and your family. We can't wait to see you and hear from you next time. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast with Apostle Nathaniel Leon. Stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.